Well, hello there. This is Mr. Bold Jingles. I am in, I'm at Edgewood Disc Golf Course in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, it's a nine hole course. I've never, ever played this course. It looks like it's in like a, a city park of sorts. that's kind of lightly wooded. Um, nine holes. There appear to be two other discers playing. Today is Chiefsmiths is what uh, my sister-in-law called it. Um, it's basically uh, the Super Bowl. So this is the second time I think I've done a podcast when the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. I believe last time they won it. Um, when I did a podcast, I think they lost the last time they were in the Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, this is the third time in like four or five years or something like that the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl. So I'm very, very... Spoiled as a football fan, for sure. Um, so I decided to come up here. Uh, it's Today's Jan- uh, February 12th, 2023. Um, which, obviously, if you looked it up in the um, Super Bowl, you'd find that out. Uh, da, 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 da. It's supposed to be, I think it was about 40 degrees when I left, and it's supposed to get up till around 50-something, so... Pretty cool. Uh, there is a um, skate park next to the um, disc golf course. Um, it's got some nice graffiti on it. I know that a lot of people out there don't like it, but uh, I think it adds a little ambiance. Um, I don't know what it says. It looks like it's, one says K-Y-S-L-O-L. I'm not sure what that means. And one says crack. So I don't know if they're selling crack and laughing out loud or what. But at any rate, I'm going to try and figure out where hole number one is, and then I will continue this podcast to that point. Wish me luck. Okay, made it my way up to hole number one. Hole number one is 215 foot throw uh, through some light woods. Um, Not really too much of an ace run unless you get a nice tail end hyzer at the end. There is a a creek that runs on your left. Um, The hole is about 25 feet away from the uh, creek. Um, it plays just slightly to the left. I don't know if I mentioned that already. Uh, the tee pads are, um, they are, what do you call them? Uh, they're not quite rectangular. They, they flare out at the end, which is my preference on tee pads. Um, they're about the right length. Uh, I'd say they're probably, I don't know, 12 feet long, something like that. So, um, props to whoever made the tee pads. I think I'm going to go ahead and throw my buzz on this since it's just 215 and then hope that it kind of hyzers in a little bit and hopefully I can get a birdie. Maybe I should go with the, I'm going to go with TL3. I'm changing my mind as I talk just because that way it'll probably spin a little bit closer to the hole as long as I don't throw it too hard. Um, Lots of trees to hit, um, but it is very doable as far as getting the birdie. So wish me luck. All right, so I went ahead and parred hole number one. Uh, I hit a tree on my opening drive, um, so I had like a 60-some foot putt. Um, put it right next to the basket as far as the layup putt, um, and of course made the par. Just drop in. So um, one thing about it is it snowed on Thursday, and so now this course, since it's mostly shaded by all these trees, very, very, very muddy. So just FYI. Um, 
probably not the best course to come to two days after snow. So anyway, uh, I'm up to hole number two. Hole number two um, is a 370 foot shot. You got to play across the creek. Some gentlemen that are playing in front of me and I'm gonna let them play through before I go ahead and throw off. So here we go. All right, so I just finished up hole number three. Uh, I didn't do one for hole number two, but hole number two was, uh, what did I say, 370 feet. Um, I had a decent drive, but hit a tree, so I left myself probably 180 foot short. Um, and then I was able to have a nice approach and then a an easy uh, putt. And then hole number three, you're kind of playing slightly an elevation height, probably drop of five, six feet, something like that. And you play across a creek. It's about 250 feet. Um, I don't know what the direction is, but um, anyway, I had a nice drive on that one. And I had a look at birdie about probably about a 40 foot putt for birdie. And I missed it badly, um, but I was able to get it up and down for par. Um, probably had a, I don't know. Uh, 20 foot, 25 foot putt to get par. So, yay, whatever par, mediocrity, whatever. <clears throat> anyway, I'm up to hole number four. Hole number four is 320 feet. Um, it's pretty wooded. Uh, there's a lot of, um, uh, what do we call them? Osage oranges. Um, the trees with the thorns and the big green hedge apple type things. I guess hedge trees. Um, so there's one, two, three, four, five of those. So you have some windows, both if you are a right-handed player or a left-handed player. Probably the right-handed player is a little bit better. Um, you're playing slightly uphill, um, not very much, um, but it is a very small window. You don't really have the possibility of going over the top, um, so you kind of have to leave, leave it low. I'd say you have a ceiling of about 12 feet. If you get any higher, you're not going to get through the branches at all. Um, yeah, so um, I hope everybody's doing okay. If you're curious, um, I've been listening to uh, a Star Wars uh, um, book on CD uh, I got from the library. Um, you probably aren't really that interested, but I'd, um, if you're into Star Wars, which I know many other people who play disc golf, are also kind of sci-fi nerds. Um, this one is about the Empire Strikes Back and all of the secondary characters. Uh, so there's a bunch of short stories, 40 short stories written um, that kind of take place during the Empire Strikes Back, but from other people's perspectives. And it's really, really, really good. Um, some of them are kind of cheesy. Uh, there was one about the Tauntauns, and there's one about, oh, the um, abominable snowman type character or whatever. Um, but there is, like, one that had, like... The last one I just listened to is about the bounty hunter. Um, I think the reptilian one. Uh, it's really freaking good. So, um, highly recommend it. Uh, I think it's, like, Alternative Empire Strikes Back or something like that. But it's pretty cool. Anyway, um, hole number four at... Where am I at? Edgewood Disc Golf Course. Uh, brought to you by KVDGC, the Caw Valley Disc Golf Club. Um... Yeah, I don't know much about them because I don't play out here very much. Um, but yeah, like I've told you on many podcasts, I used to live in this city. And I definitely don't think that this disc golf course was here then. 
Um, I do see a site on hole, what probably is hole number five. There is a supermarket cart there that probably some homeless person left there. That's very reminiscent, very on brand for Lawrence. So wish me luck. Uh, I've gotten all pars so far. All right, so four for four. I've gotten four pars. And um, I will see, say that uh, this isn't an easy course. Um, this is a challenging nine-hole course. For instance, I'm on hole number five, and hole number five, while it is a pretty wide open pasture, the distance is 375 feet. So that's, I mean, pretty long for a nine hole course. Um, there is one of those uh, hedge trees right to the right of the basket. And I did see the guys in front of me hit it. I mean, it's only like 20 feet in front of the basket. So um, if you hit that, then you, you are pretty much screwed and you're likely not gonna get par. Um, if not a double bogey. So um, that's the first. Then there's no real other obstacles. Um, and so it's just a matter of getting distance. So you just want to make sure you keep it low um, and then let it flow. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's all I got for now. I'll think of something later. All right, so I just finished up hole number five. I had a really decent drive on um, hole number five. I put it out there at about 360 feet, I think, from the basket or from the um, tee pad, something like that. Probably closer to 350. I don't know. I don't know if I'm stepping off three feet completely, but I was about 120 yards or so. Um, I've been throwing my mantra, um, which is by Think Spot Space Athletics. Uh, I get a little bit more distance with that one, but it does have a tendency to. Uh, fade to the right, um, which has its advantages for sure. And if it stays in the air long enough, then it'll kind of hyzer back into, you'll do an S curve essentially. Um, didn't get a chance to do that, but, um, it has been driving pretty nice. So I got it up and down in three, which I was pretty happy with that. I'm glad I didn't hit the hedge tree right out of the gate. Um, God, I was going to say something else. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty cool course. Uh, I would advise if you are thinking about coming here, don't come after it rains or snows for at least a week or so because um, it is very, very muddy. Uh, hole number five was the only one that I haven't really had to deal with mud too much. So hole number six, I think, is over by a parking lot. The park itself sits next to what looks like a grade school. Um, it's got some playground equipment that some people are playing on, um, or some kids are playing on. I guess they're not people. Um, I will say there's something about Lawrence, Kansas, where, uh, there's, I don't know what it is, but it instantly feels so much more relaxing than Kansas City. Um, just has a laid back vibe, um, where it's not too worried about how things look. Um, people are in general, just a lot more relaxed and I am jealous that I do not love here anymore so maybe someday once the kids are in school in college or whatever I'll get them back there um i did i don't think i mentioned this before but i have switched out my putters so instead of throwing an avr i am throwing a warden right now um, i've kind of changed a little bit of my approach as far as um I've been doing more practice uh, throws, not, not actually releasing, but um, just kind of trying to warm up and envision throw. And I think that's helped me a little bit, or at least psychologically. 
I'm missing a lot more less I'm missing a lot less putts. So I don't know if that's a product of a new disc or what. Uh, on the music side of things, uh, the band I'm in, uh, the apologies, is playing at Westport Flea Market in about three weeks. Is that right? Maybe four weeks. Three weeks, I guess. It's March 5th. Um, I know that my 12 listeners probably are not likely to come to the show, but, um, you know, every once in a while you got to chat yourself up. I think we got some new songs we're going to play. I've been super stoked. Uh, I got a, uh, it's not a drum machine, it's more of a pedal uh, that'll play drum beats through my amplifier. And I've been messing with that whenever I'm playing on my own. Uh, our band doesn't really have a drummer. Uh, we have um, one of our guitar players plays cajon on a few songs. And it sounds really cool when I miss drum beats for sure. Anyway, I'm up to hole number six. It's 240 feet. Um, it looks like it's got an elevated basket. It's on one of those baskets on a stump. There's plenty of small trees off the tee. Uh, hole number six is quite a ways from hole number five, or the tee pads are quite a ways. Um, probably about, I don't know, three or 400 yards. So it's good to take a picture if you're easily confused, but it's not really that hard. Uh, there's some people walking on the fairway. I don't think that they're playing disc golf. They're just taking a walk through the park. So I'm going to wait for them to get done and then I'll tee off. So here we go. Okay. Well, I'm two thirds of the way through the course and I have six bars. So I'm up to hole number seven. Hole number seven plays on the edge of the course next to a bunch of people's backyards. So you got to really, the backyards are to your left. So if you're right-handed through, you got to make sure you're not getting into them. Uh, you're, they're not, it's, if you're a decent thrower, you're probably not going to be too bad as long as the wind's not too bad. Uh, the smell right now, um, it looks like they ground up a tree, um, that would have been right in the middle of the fairway. I don't know how long ago that was, but you can smell the, the wood, um, the, uh, mulch or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's very strong. The wind is in my face. So it's kind of blowing right at me. Uh, hole number seven is 255 feet. I don't know if I mentioned, uh, I did mention that I got a par. Uh, I had a really crappy drive on hole number six. Um, and it's an elevated basket, like I mentioned before. So I think I was probably about 90 feet out and I didn't really go for it. I'll admit it. I just, uh, went ahead, put it at the base and then just dropped it in, took the par and moved on to hole number seven. So, um, not a hero. Uh, Tina Turner. We don't need another hero. We need Mr. Paul Jangles. She might not. I might be paraphrasing a little bit on that. So anyway, hole number seven. Um, there are a number of trees. That's kind of the theme of this course, except for hole number five, which was wide open. Um, and so you got a straight line at it. You, you have a potential ace run, I guess, um, if you can keep it in the air that long. There are some trees that keep you from getting it too high. Um, and obviously if you hit the trees, like I've been doing a number of times, your likelihood on a birdie. So this probably, I think hole number one so far is the most likely to have gotten a birdie. I wasn't quite warmed up at that point. It's pretty nice. It's February 12th and I'm wearing just a sweatshirt. So I am super stoked about that. I'm ready for spring. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of winter, but okay, sarah, sarah. Here we go. Hole number seven. All right, so I kind of mentioned the wind in my last, uh, whatever, uh, segment. 
and uh, the wind, it's not very strong. It's probably about 12 miles an hour, but uh, I didn't have a very good throw on number seven, and so it pushed it to the right quite a bit. Uh, my nose got sideways or whatever it was, but I was able to still get it up and down. I had a um, decent second shot where I just put it next to the basket. I have been throwing my AVR um, a little bit on this course, not because I trust it more, but because I want uh, the warden to be less muddy. And so <laughs> if I'm throwing at a basket that looks like it's going to get muddy, uh, I've been throwing the AVR just, just because. I don't know. I just like to all get them all a workout. So I'm up to hole number eight. Hole number eight is going to be a challenge. It is 365 feet. Um, so once again, this course, even though it's a nine-hole course, which typically has shorter holes, um, has some, you know, it's got some good variety as far as distances go. Um, so that's nice. There is an oak tree with a, looks like a dead limb or broken limb or something like that, about, I'd say, 90 feet or something. It's just off to the right. Uh, the limb does kind of go right out into the fairway. And so you kind of want to play it just a little bit to the left and then so this kind of a little bit favor somebody throwing a forehand, um, which I, my forehand sucks. Uh, you do have an, uh, a line if you want to try a hyzer, but you'd have to kind of um, get through two trees. So what I'm going to try and do is, because my mantra has been fading to the right, I'm going to try and throw it to the left and see if I can't get it to go back to the right and straighten out after this tree limb is in my way. So kind of hard it's like right where you want your throw to be going um, for this kind of throw so if it would, if I had a saw I'd be tempted to climb that tree and cut off the limb and then go through this hole but I don't and I would never do such a thing um, fair play so here we go hole number eight at Edgewood Disc Golf Course all right I'm gonna take just a, a little bit of a break um, hole number eight, I did, in fact, bogey it. I did, in fact, hit that aforementioned limb. Uh, it was a nice-looking drive until it hit that limb. I just, it, it went about four feet too far to the right. Um, I thought it was going to sneak through maybe just a little bit, um, but it did not. Uh, so that left me with about, oh, I think my second throw, I threw about 300 feet. So, you know, whatever. I, I, I think that I misjudged it. I think it was about 150, 40, 20, something like that, to that limb. Um, I had myself a look at par. Um, it was probably 35, 40-foot putt and hit the chains and splashed out, so I got my bogey. So I'm up to hole number nine, ready to finish off this round. Hole number nine says it's 255 feet. It looks further than that. But that might be because there's about 20 trees or something like that in the way. There is a line, and it's a thin line um, that you could go at the basket. But I don't... That's a tough one. It's a tough one to know which line to go. You can either go straight, where you have four big trees that are really close to you. Or you could try and do a forehand throw and swing it way out wide and try to take that line. The hyzer, the main hyzer line is really tricky and I wouldn't advise it. I'm going to probably try, I think what I might do is just go with my buzz and just try and thread it through these trees um, and then leave myself you know, maybe just try to get halfway there or something like that. And even that, it's probably pretty risky. Um, this course doesn't really offer you a lot of opportunities for birdie. Like I said, 
probably hole number six and hole number one are probably your best chances as far as distance goes. Um, if you can really heave it, then maybe hole number five's in play. But uh, the trees really do protect these baskets quite a bit. So um, pars are pretty much, you know, what you're going to get. It's going to be hard to play an under par round on this whole, on this course. I wish this course was a, closer to where I live, for sure. Um, it's one of the better nine-hole courses I've ever played. I am working on developing a um, rubric for all the courses in Kansas City. I've divided it in between full 18-hole courses and less than 18-hole courses. And this would be pretty much top of the heap for the nine-hole courses. It's a good, good alternative to Centennial Park, uh, which can get very crowded, even though it's, it's a really great course, don't get me wrong. Um, it'd probably be in my top 10 if it was in Kansas City. I wouldn't think it's in the top five. I think there's some better ones in Kansas City than that. But uh, it's a good, good course. Um, but this is a nice, chiller alternative where you don't have very much uh, other activity. Um, there is a sidewalk that's running right through the heart of this park and so you do have other pedestrians so there's other people in play that you got to watch out for so be very careful um anyway so i'm gonna hold throat hole number nine I'll let you know how i do and what my thoughts are afterwards by the way i guess i'm just going to jump into this since i'm taking a little bit of a break um holy crap there is so much coverage on the super bowl i cannot believe that the countdown to the super bowl started at like nine or ten this morning who watches that much crap? I'm a huge Chiefs fan. Um, no, I don't buy season tickets, and so I'm not that huge. But, um, you know, I watch pretty much every game. And I don't need more than an hour of pregame before the actual Super Bowl. So whoever these maniacs are that are watching all this stuff, you guys are insane. Take a break. Go out and play some disc golf, man. And probably the people that are listening to this probably do play disc golf and they probably are in the same boat mode as I am. But if you're not, um, get out, get some fresh air. Come on. All right, hole number nine, here we go. All right, so I just finished up hole number nine. Um, and I did something that I usually never, ever do. I went ahead and threw three shots off the basket to see kind of what was the, the best option. I went with um, my buzz on the first shot with an Anheuser to try to get the, around this one tree. Almost made it, um, hit the tree, um, and that's the one I played. Uh, I tried my destroyer to go for an Anheuser, or a Heiser off of the tee and then promptly hit a tree. And then I threw my TL3 and went straight for it. Um, high risk in that one, but I think high risk is almost on every shot for that going off of there. So your probably best bet is to go straight at the hole. I would have had a par most likely if I would have taken that as my first shot. Um, but I didn't, so whatever. So overall, the course, like I said, is really pretty good for a nine-hole course. Um, lots of different kinds of shots, lots of different shapes you have to throw. So really, really cool course. Um, I didn't mention this before, but as far as the Super Bowl goes, I am going to go over and the family's going to go over to my friend Bill Bill's house. He's actually been on one of the podcasts, not mine, but the one that I have with Treesbane um, very early on when we were playing with Blu-ray. I think at Heritage is where we played. Um, so we're going to go over there and watch that and eat a whole bunch of food that probably isn't good for us. Um, Sweet Lady Jingles 
made some crawfish dip, which I find is borderline crack as far as how good it is. So, um, not that crack's good, I know. Stay off drugs, kids. <sighs> anyway, that's my uh, podcast for Edgewood Disc Golf Course in Lawrence, Ethan, Kansas. By the way, um, my Jayhawks, which they reside in Lawrence, Kansas, beat Oklahoma Sooners, and so they are in second place, one game back of Texas right now. Um, I'm not sure when this podcast will drop. It'll probably be after the tournament's over because I think I have like two or three other ones in the, the can. I've been releasing these about once a month. Um, I don't know why. I just That's just what I do because I got so many other interests, I suppose, between work and family and music and all that kind of other good stuff. So I hope you're doing well. Keep banging those chains. I'll talk to you later. This is Mr. Pull Jangles. Mr. Pull Jangles, I'm out. Goodbye.